I have a question. Are you mowing in the dark? Welcome back to the Mowing in the Dark podcast. I am your host, Aaron Sutter. Thank you for tuning in to another episode. Guys, this is episode number two for the day. Now, this is actually going to come out on Monday. Uh, the, the last episode that I recorded today, it's going to come out tomorrow, which is Saturday. I know Saturday is not a great time to put out a podcast, but it's just going to sit here if I don't put it out. And so... I'm just going to I'm going to post it and we're going to see what happens on a Saturday. So <clears throat> and by the way, that episode is actually a Faith Friday episode. Uh it's not the normal Faith Friday episode, but I think you'll still get a lot out of it. So today I just finished up work. I'm heading home and I've been listening to the Dr. John Deloney podcast or show. Uh, he's a like a psychologist. He helps people on the phone. So it got me thinking today about a couple years back. And so I want to go back there and I want to tell you part of my story. Because, you know what? <coughs> Excuse me, I'm a little froggy. There isn't a lot of people that are going to be open and honest about their life. Just a second here. <coughs> <coughs> Mm. and where they've been and I think it could help a lot of you because where I was at could be where you're at and so I'm going to dive into my own story here this is not necessarily based in lawn care so a couple years back I was running my business I think it was like maybe 2019 I think it was 2019, 2018, something like that. And um, I had, you know, I was done working at the hospital by now for like a year or more. But the hospital took a real toll on me um, as a phlebotomist because in phlebotomy, when you draw blood in a hospital they have things like codes. So you have a code blue, for example, is someone whose heart has stopped. And so they have a, a uh, code blue team that rushes to that hospital room or the emergency department or wherever this person's at. One time we had somebody code while getting an x-ray. And so whenever there was a code blue, this team would run. Well, in the lab, we don't have a designated person <clears throat> to run to a code blue. Whoever's closest runs, or several people will probably end up running. You grab your stuff and you literally run because the, the laboratory and the doctors need to know what's going on inside the patient. Yes, their heart stopped. We know that. They want to know why. They want to know all this different stuff. And the lab has to get there and needs to be one of the first people. So with the lab, <clears throat> and bear with me, guys. This is just backstory of the real story that I want to get to. 
So with the lab, you you run there, you get the blood or you try to get the blood. If someone's heart is not pumping, you're you're going to be very hard pressed to get blood out of that patient because the heart is the muscle that pumps the blood. If their heart isn't pumping, there's no blood flowing. Now, if someone is doing chest compressions, which was all the time, when someone's heart stopped in the hospital, they would immediately start heart compressions. So uh, I have been in the room, I can't even count how many times, where there was a code blue, somebody's heart stopped, someone is on the patient doing compressions, they're switching people out, and I have to duck underneath people, I have to crawl on the floor to be able to get to an extremity to try and draw blood. Now, with some of those people, not all of them, but some of those people, they're like the lab. And they are going to just show up to do their single job and get out of there. And, and so they might be in the same boat that I was in. So a couple years down the road, I'm going to explain the rest of that, but a couple years down the road, 2018, 2019, somewhere in there, I started dealing with depression, like bad, 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 bad depression. Uh, something that I could not control. I had never experienced something like this before. Uh, I experienced something similar to it in my teenage years, but it wasn't as bad. And uh, I think teenage years was more chemical. I think this was more environment that, or, and just trauma that I hadn't dealt with. And so what happens is, <clears throat> excuse me, guys, I'm so froggy right now. What happens when you go, when the lab goes in and draws blood, you rush out of the room, you, you have to label everything. So you're, you're concentrated on that specimen, all right, on that blood. Because if it gets mislabeled or anything, that's bad news. Like you'll get fired for that for sure. So I take, you get the blood, you bag it in a, in a bio bag. And you run it to the lab. Like I'm, I, most people say, run it to the lab, and we're gonna walk it to the lab. No, you run it to the lab. Like it's it. This is urgent. Like this is urgent, urgent stuff. Like this is this is stuff you do not see on any medical shows, like Grey's Anatomy. You see, it's the stupidest thing. You watch doctor shows like Grey's Anatomy or whatever, and they have the doctors, the interns, drawing patients' blood. You will never, ever, ever see a a, a medical student drawing blood on a person. Ever. Never. I saw a doctor try to draw blood one time. This old guy, because I, I just couldn't get it. The hospital was slammed. No one else could come down and help me out. So this doctor was trying to draw blood out of this guy. He looked like, a, not literally, but figuratively, looked like a monkey trying to poke somebody with a needle. He had no idea what he was doing. This guy had probably been a doctor for 40 years. He had no idea what he was doing. Okay, 
that that's a side tangent. So what happens when when the lab goes and draws blood? We bag it up. We run it to the lab. We have no closure on that patient. We have no closure for for that for that instance. Okay, but one story that really got me was this guy. This story with this old doctor. Uh, I was in the emergency department at this time. This old guy came in with, I mean, just garden hose veins, huge veins. And he was, he was what we call a neuro alert. So suspected that he had some sort of neurological thing happening, maybe a stroke. It is very important that you get blood work as soon as possible when someone's having a stroke so you can actually determine if they're having a stroke. And he was having like like explosive diarrhea, okay? I could not get this guy's blood. And it was like 45 minutes before somebody was able to come down and help. And so I tried poking this guy five times. Normally we do two to maybe three times. And then we, we call it off. We're obviously not going to get it. We get somebody else in to try and get it. I, I couldn't. I, I had to try. And I could not get it. And the, the part of the trauma for me in this situation, which I think my depression came from, ultimately was that the because I could not get this blood no one else could come down and help me the other draws in the emergency department had piled up because I was focused on this guy trying to get the blood and the the staff started yelling at me the doctor started yelling at me and I get it I, I understand they're concerned for this guy. I, I totally get it. I could not get blood out of this guy. So I was frustrated too. But all that, that stress, that um, amazing amount of stress that I felt in that time period created trauma in me. And it was just bad. Like bad, bad, bad. Like I dreamed about this, this, this scenario for weeks after just, I could not shake it. Like it was so bad. Like it got to the point in the emergency department, I started shaking because I was just so stressed out and, and just traumatized by this. And so the reason I'm sharing this story with you is because in my business, 2018, 2019, I was getting stressed and this came up. This, all of this stress started to come up and started to pile on me. And I started getting angry. Like I was just angry for no apparent reason. Like I would yell, I would scream at my wife. I would scream at my boys. Like there were times when I almost hauled off and hit my son in the face. Now, not I never did it, but the feeling in my body was I just want to kill someone. 
Like, that's how angry I was for no apparent reason. I just wanted someone to feel what I felt. Just, just, I just needed to get this out. I needed somehow to release it. And I had no way of releasing this stress. And I was just, it was so, so bad. Like, my wife was on the verge of leaving me, taking my kids and leaving, and it, it was that bad. Like, I, I did a video with Naylor Taliaferro when he was doing the Get to Know the Pro series. He came to my house and we did a video in my garage. You can go look it up on his channel if you want. And we talked about this a little bit. But I didn't go into this detail because I hadn't thought it through a whole lot then. Since then, I've had a lot of healing in my life. Uh, and I've, I've processed it. And so I can talk a little bit more openly about it because I have more knowledge of it now. And it was so bad. So my wife basically gave me an ultimatum and she said... Either you get help or I'm leaving. Like, I can't take this anymore. You've got to go see somebody. You've got to go see somebody. So I went to my doctor first because I had to get a recommendation from, from a doctor to go to there. And he's been our family doctor for, seems like forever, um, like 15, like, as long as we've been married. As long as we've been married, he's been our doctor. So I went to him. I talked to him about it. And he, he they have this little chart thing. And he's like, yep, you're dealing with, if not depression, at least anxiety. And so I, I got a recommendation. I saw somebody for a couple weeks that he put me on medicine, which was terrible. I hated the medicine, like the anti-anxiety medicine. I absolutely hated it. We tried a couple different ones. I hated it. It was awful. It just, it made me feel like a zombie. And I, I hated it. I just quit taking it. After a while, I had to taper down because you can't just quit taking that stuff. But um, I hated it. And I went and was seeing a counselor. That did not help a whole lot. She was, she just wasn't a very good counselor, in my opinion. She was very low energy. She was probably on anti-anxiety medication or depression medication herself. Because um, a lot of times your therapists and counselors, hearing everyone else's problems, puts that on them and then they feel depressed too. And so... I stopped taking the medicine. I stopped seeing this lady. I started being honest with my wife and started talking through some of this stuff because the counselor did get to some of this stuff. So I started talking about it. And another thing that, that we did is I went back to my doctor and I said, this medicine makes me feel like crap. I, I can't. I can't take it. I don't I don't feel any better. I just feel like a zombie now. And so we stopped the medicine and they did a lot of blood work. Like they did extra blood work and we found that my vitamin D was low. And they wouldn't have checked this necessarily, but 
I did a bunch of research on YouTube about why you might be feeling anxious and vitamin D deficiency was one of these things. And so I went into what is vitamin D deficiency? Why, why do people get deficient? For some people, it's that they don't get a lot of sun. For us that are in this lawn care industry, we get plenty of sun. We get too much sun. And something that I found in my research is that if you're really tan, and it's the same thing with black people, black people oftentimes have low vitamin D. They found this out during the COVID epi epidemic. A lot of black people have low vitamin D, even though they might be out in the sun a lot. The reason is, is because the melanin in their skin blocks the vitamin D from absorbing into their skin. And what I found in my research is that a lot of times if you're really tan, vitamin D is blocked from getting into your skin, absorbing into your skin because of your of your really dark skin. It just for some reason it blocks it. So I found after we did the blood work that my vitamin D was low. And I was shocked. And my doctor was shocked because I'm, you know, during the summer, I'm really tanned up. Um, since then, I've started wearing pants, which has helped a lot because my legs don't get tan. Um, so that helps a lot. Um, but the biggest thing, and this is what I'm going to tell you, okay? First of all, the biggest thing was being open and honest about how I felt, why I felt the way I, I felt. And seeing a counselor did help in unearthing why I might feel the way I feel. Okay? So if you're going through a lot of depression or anxiety or you're angry for what seems like no reason at all, number one, you've got to go see your doctor. That's first step number one. You've got to see your doctor. Guys, I'm passionate about this because it has changed my life. All right? You've got to see your doctor. He will do, like, tests. Bring up, bring up the vitamin D thing. Say, hey, I'm outside a lot. Maybe, maybe I'm not getting enough vitamin D. Maybe my body's not absorbing it. You could have a vitamin D deficiency. Make sure that he does blood work. I know, I know the biggest and baddest guys don't want to get their blood work done. They hate needles. I'm telling you, I am telling you, I am telling you, please listen to me and do it for your family. You have got to get your vitamin D levels checked if you are feeling depressed. Don't just let them throw, throw a drug on you. And say, there you go, that's good enough. No, it might not fix the problem. You have got to get your blood work checked for vitamin D. I know the biggest, baddest guys hate needles. I don't care. You've got to do this for your family. Second, you really should go see a counselor or some sort of professional who can help you unearth what is underlying your anger. All right, you've got to do it. For me, it was trauma that I, that one experience, but all that the experience culminating in my body really, really just did a number on me. 
And sorry, guys, a bunch of kids are driving by or riding their bikes, playing in the street. That's just the kind of town we live in. But you've got to see a professional to see what kind of unearthing you can do with that stuff. I know it, it feels awkward. It feels weird. You've got to be brave. And you've got to be open and completely honest. You have to. It, it's the only way you're going to get past your anger issues and, and your frustrations. It's the only way. You've got to see somebody. You've got to start talking. All right? You can't hold this stuff in. Number three, make sure that you check that vitamin D. All right, you've got to check the vitamin D. It is so, 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 so important, guys. Because since I started taking vitamin D, my anger issues melted away. They melted away. Now, I did some other work through just thinking about that trauma that I went through, knowing that that is in my life, understanding that that is part of me now, and I worked through it, and I have let go a lot of that. Now, when I get really stressed out, I'll still, I'll still get hyper-focused on stuff. I'll still freak out, but I don't, I don't yell at my kids anymore. I don't want to punch them in the face anymore. I don't yell at my wife anymore. Our home life is way better. I attribute a lot of it to the vitamin D, but I also attribute it to seeking help and finding some help and unearthing some of this stuff in my life. Guys, the reason I'm talking about this is because it's fresh on my mind because of listening to this Dr. Deloney show, but I know that there are guys out there like me who are angry, just pissed off. And they don't know why. And, and, and they are just miserable. I know this because when I was angry, I was miserable. I was, I was m more mad at myself than I got mad at my family. And I was just pissed off. And once I figured out why and how to treat it, just with a vitamin, just with a vitamin... My the sun rose again in my life. Like it, it was amazing. I will preach vitamin D until the cows come home because it changed my life. And I, I'm telling you, please seek help. You don't have to be miserable in your business anymore. You don't have to be miserable in your home life anymore. You don't have to be. You've got to, got to, got to find help. All right? I was there. I was that angry guy. I was just angry. And I just attributed it to stress in my business. Just having a stressful time in my business. Just, I, I thought this is what running a business is about. Was just being stressed out all the time. And it's not. It's not. Chances are you have something bigger going on underneath. And I am telling you, do this, if not for yourself, for your family. It is so vitally important.
don't live like this anymore. Don't accept this in your life anymore. Change it. Get help. The re- Part of the reason I'm saying this is because your wife has probably been saying this to you forever and you've just dragged your feet and dragged your feet and you didn't do it. But when a peer of yours, someone who you listen to, someone that doesn't even know your name says it, maybe something will click. Someone who's been through it. You've got to get some help for this. If you are just flying off the handle angry, you don't know why, or maybe you do know why, but you're flying off the handle and that's not normally you. Because I used to be a very happy person. When we first got married, I was very chill. And then something changed. And my wife was like, I can't do this anymore. I've told you the story. You've got to seek that help. I'm going to end it here, guys. I I hope that this helps somebody. I really do. Because it's important. Because I went through this. I'm sure some of you guys are going through this. Seek help. You don't have to live like this anymore. All right, guys, that's it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. And I will see you in the next episode.